China has slipped into deflation as expected. The consumer price index there fell 0.3% in July. Now, it's the latest sign of things getting increasingly difficult for the world's second largest economy after the exports last month fell by nearly 15%. Gareth Kernan is Infometric's chief forecaster. Hey, Gareth. Evening, Heather. That, that deflation, is that worrying you? Um, well, it is sort of causing concerns about just how weak that Chinese economy is at the moment. I mean, look, the, the consumer price index number was heavily affected by a 26% drop in pork prices over the last year. Um, and core prices are still rising slightly. But nevertheless, when you look at the sort of range of indicators you're getting from the Chinese economy across just how weak household demand and retail spending is, the ongoing weakness in the property market and those export numbers and global demand that you mentioned, it does really suggest that that Chinese economy is um, going through a difficult time at the moment. Are we still in the part of the decline that is still in decline or are we reaching a bottom? Where do you think we are in this? I think the global economy is still um, under pressure at the moment. Um, you know, we've seen uh, ongoing effects of interest rate rises, of course, both here and internationally. I think there's still more of that to be worked through over the next um, 12 to 18 months. I guess the difference with China is that unlike many Western economies, they haven't had a great deal of fiscal stimulus throughout the pandemic and supporting the economy. So there's probably a bit more room for the government to move there. And there are increasing calls given what we're seeing with the uh, prices there at the moment. Do you think they're going to, Gareth, because all the sound, it sounds, I mean, everybody who watches China regularly says that there are no indications that the government intends to do any more. Look, I mean, there's no indications of really widespread stimulus, but I think there is sort of room for a bit more around the edges. They've the actions they've taken so far have been very limited. But obviously, look, I mean, they are uh, trying to move away from, uh, you know, such a, a controlled economy or, or central command and control that they have had previously and, and trying to get the economy to be a bit more sort of self-sufficient and self-sustaining and less reliant on the global economy as well. So, you know, this could be part of the transition that they're looking to work through. But what they don't want to do is end up like Japan where, you know, you let mm. this sort of deflation get in the door and then 33 years later you're still grappling with it. I mean, the thing, Gareth, that that we're interested in, obviously, is the impact on our economy. Should we be looking at this right now, all of us, and bracing ourselves for what we're experiencing right now, being tough, to get tougher and stick around for a little while? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, you look at the trends in global prices. I mean, particularly dairy's been hitting the headlines over the last couple of weeks with the the global dairy trade numbers and then Fonterra revising down their payout forecasts. When it's well below the break-even price, um, meat prices are coming under some pressure. Forestry looks absolutely awful. You take all of that and you've got to have concerns about just prospects for provincial economies over the next 18 months. And that is going to, you know, just undermine New Zealand's ability to grow overall as well. Okay, so uh, just, I mean, is this something that the RBNZ is going to take into account when they set their, their official cash rate in terms of deciding whether they're going to go for another one or not? Yeah, they'll be looking at it. I mean, the, the data over the last uh, six weeks or so has still been reasonably mixed domestically. Um, yes, you've got this sort of uh, deflation in China and weak global economy coming through, but still sticky demand pressure, uh, demand pressures domestically and, and price pressures coming through. Uh, still very strong employment growth, and it's pretty hard to gauge how much of that is pent-up demand from the borders being shut versus um, you know, more fundamental demand that the Reserve Bank might be concerned about. Uh, but then again, obviously those pressures on the export sector and um, retail mortgage rates have been pushing higher as well, we know a little bit, which is doing a little bit of work that the Reserve Bank might otherwise need to do to, to raise interest rates. So yeah, it's pretty mixed. They're not going to do anything um, at the next review, but there is still some speculation. They might need to do a bit more later in the year. That's not our core view though. Okay, Gareth, really appreciate your expertise. Gareth Kernan, Infometrics. 
For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, a, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.